Everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. Uh, for this one, it may seem pretty damn familiar, particularly for people who are on the mailing list and get like the weekly Monday mindset blast newsletter, whatever we're going to call it. Uh, this one's going to be about wiping the slate clean. The main reason being is that I obviously did that uh, email, set that all up, and that was all awesome. When I was writing it, it was very, it was very annoying because for me it was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I, I know nothing. Wiping the slate clean isn't basically about, like, from that email, I got a few messages, and wiping the slate clean isn't like, oh, I know nothing, so it's all, like, it's all pointless or, like, to make you feel like crap. It's to let you know that you know nothing so that there's a lot of fun in the journey of trying to find the new answer, the new thing, the new journey or whatever it is, the, the new answer for you. Because we have a lot of people when they initially come on board with this, they have particular belief systems about how to lose weight, whether that's from previous trainers that they've worked with in the past, previous nutritionists, dietitians, uh, they've just done whatever random programs that they can find on the internet, whether it's from their childhood or whether it's like particularly 90s kids. I only hear this with fucking 90s kids, but like clean your plate. Any kid in the 90s, they're being brought up with like, hey, clean your plate. Think about the kids in Africa, which doesn't make a whole lot of fucking logical sense when we think about it. But that's just, that's what it was if you were in the 90s. Clean your plate. There's starving children in Africa. So you need to fucking eat everything because they're hungry. It's like, well, <laughs> don't think your logic uh, was 100% sound on that one there. But hey, we were kids. Why would we question any of that? So any hoosies, uh, yeah, people have a particular belief system when they're coming on board with us and trying to break that or challenge that belief system, particularly the thought patterns that are around it, because our habits are basically reliant on our thought patterns. Thought patterns are reliant on belief systems. It's a whole massive circle and it can be a vicious cycle, which is where a lot of people typically do get caught in the diet culture because... Again, I write about this in my book, but the, f the first like two chapters of that, actually the first chapter, first chapter, now I need to go back and read it. But anyway, the first chapter in that is basically like you are your own worst enemy because you're repeating the exact same things that you've done in the past. Like you've had your choice to go do an eight week challenge to do a 12 week challenge to just go do F45 to just like, oh, maybe not do F45, but hey, I saw decent weight loss results from it. So now I'm going to go do CrossFit do that. And then you're like, ah, nah, burnt out after about like 10 weeks. And then I just never went, but it was a six month contract. I'm going to wait for that to run out. And then you go and do BFT and you do the exact same thing, but just with a different brand on it. And that's why that chapter goes into you are your own worst enemy, because if you thought about what you're actually getting, you're getting and choosing and doing the exact same thing again and again and again. And now that's not to make you feel like crap to be like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah, I have been doing the right things. Fuck me. Well, I've been doing the wrong things. Fuck me. Well, for me, it's both. That's how I talk to myself. But doing that can also be empowering for the realization of, holy crap, I've been doing the exact same things that I've done my entire life. That's probably why I'm right here. So then the fun part comes and the incredibly scary part comes of how do I do something different? Because I've, I've never done something different. What does it look like? How does it feel? What would I even look like as a person if I were to do something different? If I weren't to do those things, what would my life look like? And how would I think and feel and be as a person? Like, who am I if I actually achieve those results? If I got those weight loss results and kept them? Or if I learned to move through this particular obstacle, this mental health issue, this whatever it's going to be. 
if you move through that, what does weight what does weight look like? Jesus fucking Christ. What does your life look like? I'm getting there. It's a Monday morning, leave me alone. What does your life look like when you start to achieve those things? And that can be scary for a lot of people because insert self-sabotage of fear of failure, fear of success, whatever it's going to be for, I don't know what my life looks like if I achieve these things or if I do these things and that scares the absolute shit out of me. So I don't want to commit. I don't want to do these things because A, it's scary. B, what if I do it and it all works out? That's even more terrifying. That's even more unknown. It's basically starting something unknown to push into the unknown to get the unknown. And that is fucking terrifying. That's what movies are made out of. That's why we love watching movies so much because it's like, oh my God, we don't know how this is going to end. They typically follow a particular story board and line and stuff. And sometimes there's a, a twist in there because why the fuck not? But there's a lot of things we have to take into account when we're doing the unknown to go into the unknown to achieve the unknown. That's obviously hell. That's obviously hella scary. Jesus Christ. That's what I was about to say. Who am I on Monday mornings? This is why I don't record podcasts on Monday mornings, but I'm flying out soon. So I have to get this done <laughs> to make sure that you can all get your free goddamn podcast. So <laughs> if you're listening to this, oh my God, give me a fucking thumbs up, review, five star. I don't know. Whatever you do for the things I'm, I don't promote podcasts. <laughs> I just do TikToks. <laughs> so the thing that we're looking for is to challenge the belief system that you have and I don't know why, maybe it's because of the particular books that I'm reading at the moment and just the journey that I'm currently on. But the thing that I'm finding out for myself is basically not knowing anything is starting to become incredibly fun because that leads me to learning new things and it's a pain in the ass while learning new things. But when I'm starting to take a look at basically what this year is, first week, this will be coming out second week of February, but right now it's the first week of Feb. I've already done more in this basically month, because we started on the 8th of January, I've learned more in this month than I did the past like five months, six months of last year. And well, from a personal level. And it's just really weird for the amount of realizations that I'm having and being able to, I suppose, live in that moment as well of like, oh, holy shit, this is a, a realization. This is going to make a hell of a difference. And then following that up with the action to be like, man, that was pretty good. I'm going to put that in as a part of my routine. I'm just going to make it happen. For example, when I'm at the gym, I'm now listening to audiobooks because I'm like, ah, you know, I know the songs that I'm going to listen to. I know the Spotify. Sometimes I watch Critical Role. That's always awesome. Shout out to my critters. But one thing that I'm doing at the gym is I'm trying to use that time to listen to the audiobooks. And I'm also paying for someone to do my programming for me because I can't be, I'm not going to coach myself. I can't be fucked coming up with my own workouts. I've just done them for 20, 30, 40 people for this week. I'm not, I can't be bothered doing my own. So I'll pay someone to do it for me. And it's been working out really well. So accepting that I know nothing has been really fun because I like learning, but I hate doing the actual process of learning. Once I've learned something, then I'm like, oh my God, this is fun. This is amazing. This is holy crap. And listening to audiobooks gives me those like short sharps or like podcasts. They give me that short sharp realization. I can just have it on in the background and then my attention just drifts to the podcast or the book or whatever. And then, holy crap, I've realized something. I've learned something. Shit, that's pretty cool. And for me, when I'm at the gym, when I realize that or have that sort of moment, I write it down. I put it in my phone, in my notes and stuff. And then I go back and go, what the fuck was that? Where did that come from? And as I'm just realizing it now, I should probably put where it comes from <laughs> so I can go back and listen to it again. When you're starting anything new, 
or even just at this phase in your life and you don't want to start something new, but you maybe want to enhance it. I suppose you wouldn't be listening to the podcast if you didn't want to improve your life in some sort of capacity or just be a better person or human, which is awesome. That's why we're all here. Most of us anyway. That's why all of us are listening to the podcast. Maybe you just love hearing my fucking sweet, sultry voice, maybe something like that. But we've we've gone through not one of, but the quickest technological advancement in human history. And like to let you know how far that you've actually come, if you're around like 30 to 40, there's a good chance, probably, probably bet my house on it, but your parents would remember the moon landing. Like the first, the first ever go to the moon, Neil Armstrong, that whole thing. I nearly said Lance Armstrong, that would have been bad. But the whole get on the moon for the first time and the amount of controversy, well, the conspiracy theories that are around that, which make total sense because, yeah, why, why wouldn't we? But anyway, your parents or probably even yourself, depending on where you are in life, remember the moon landing. And it's 55 years later from the moon landing, like in one lifetime, in one half of a lifetime, in two thirds of a lifetime, we have gone from landing on the moon, holy crap, this is absolutely revolutionary for humankind. And now you can rent a seat on a fucking rocket ship and visit outer space. So there is a good chance that the things that you learned even five years ago for losing weight, feeling better, putting yourself first, that all of that is already out of date. And if you're relying on things that you've done in the past, one of the biggest issues that we have with people when they initially come on board, they've done meal plans, they've done the unlimited hit sessions. So when they come on board, they go, I lost heaps of weight doing this thing last time. So I'm not feeling comfortable in myself and my skin and I want to start losing weight. What do I do when I want to lose weight? I'm just going to pull out a meal plan that I used to do from ages ago, they're probably in like a little fucking basket next to your fridge or they're filed away somewhere in the abyss of whatever the fuck is your spare room. But people pull out the meal plan. And when the meal plan comes out, they go, yep, I'm just going to start eating anything that is on this meal plan. That's going to be fine. And then the workouts usually come in and they go, I'm just going to get my steps up, go for 10,000 steps a day, yada, yada, yada. They start doing that. Fantastic. You're taking action. You're doing something about it, which is awesome. But then we get into basically, I keep really wanting to say blind subservience because I feel like that's what it is, but it's blind adherence to this meal plan, to the trainer, to the person, to whatever it is of just like, hey, we train like this, you eat like this, that is what you do, shut the fuck up, do all of that and you'll get your results. Which, while I'm at it, one thing I didn't mention for the book of like the first chapter of like you are your own worst enemy, as a part of that of like a 1B the thing that ties in perfectly with that is the marketing of weight loss companies because they slash we know exactly what you want, which is we know that you're tired. We know you're overwhelmed. We know you're frustrated. We know that right now it's a shit time economically. So we're giving you stuff that counteracts that cheap. It's basically fast food, but for weight loss, it's cheap, easy, convenient, and you've got access to it wherever the fuck you are. That's, that's basically it. Obviously there's some pockets where, you know, we have food deserts and stuff like that. But for the majority of us right now that are listening, that's not going to be a bit of an issue. So the marketing companies for the weight loss, we know that that's basically where you're at. So we're going to give you exactly what you want. And what you want is all the shit you've done in the past. So if you've done five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 programs, 
that have all basically been, here's your meal plan, here's your unlimited hit sessions, here's your gym sessions, here's your home workouts, here's your booty blasting band that you got from whatever the fuck by someone. And just do that for eight weeks, 10 weeks, you do that. And then, you know, tag us on Instagram when you're done with your before and afters and like, oh my God, that's fucking amazing. If you're doing all of that, then yes, you're going to believe particular things because they're basically all the exact same fucking thing. The marketing companies are aware of that, but they just have to make you believe that you can achieve the results. If you haven't noticed, which is like, we're only just starting to do it now, but good marketing doesn't really tell you what is provided, what is in there. So a lot of personal trainers, I suppose, here you go, young personal trainers or service-based people, don't focus on what people get, focus on how it's going to make them feel. There you go. A lot of young personal trainers that I see when they come into the industry, they go, uh, I'm going to give you 10 45-minute personal training sessions. I normally charge, you know, 500 bucks for those 10 sessions, but I'm only going to make it like 400 for those sessions. And if you want, you can pay them out across the week, completely up to you. People don't know you. They don't know that you're good at what you do. They don't know that you're probably bad at what you do. They don't know much of anything about what you do. Is there someone at my door? No. They don't know much about what you do or your skill set or why you're doing it or your philosophy or what you do or anything. They just see 10 sessions was 500, now 400. They go, oh yeah, 400 bucks. Yeah. Depending on where you live and what you do, I'm using arbitrary numbers, but they'll see that and go, oh yeah, you know, that's not too bad. There's, there's nothing that causes them to take action on that. There's nothing that goes, oh, this person will be able to help me and fix my problems. So when you're putting something out there or you're putting an offer out there, and this is for people who, I suppose, just an insight for people, I'm sure you're already aware of it, but for people who are looking for a coach or a program or whatever, you are looking for something, the people that you will most likely buy from are the people that either A, you've, you've got a longstanding relationship with or you know and trust them. That's why a lot of people... That's why our most successful unfuck yourself clients come off the back of watching my content for about six months and then somewhere in there they find this podcast and then start listening to it and they go, holy fuck, this is, this is so much. If I'm getting all of this for free, what is it like when I actually start paying you? And that's just, that's just a fact of the matter. Like our most successful clients have done that because we've, oh my God, fucking smashing shit all over my desk because we've got that, I suppose, comfortability with, with myself, with my face, with my voice and the things that I'm saying. And we jump on a call and I'm basically the exact same person right now for when I'm on the call. For some reason, that shocks a lot of people. I don't know what it is. Like if you're, if you're on TikTok right now, let me know on little thingies. But oh yeah, I live stream these on TikTok now. But I suppose even if you're not live on TikTok, let me know with the comments or just DM me on Instagram or chuck it into the Discord, wherever you hear about this. But it's really odd that I jump on the call with a lot of people and they go, holy shit, you're exactly the same as you are on TikTok. Like that was surprising. And I've got people who are like, they're in, they're committed, they're joining, they've decided that they're signing off. They're going to figure out a way to make the payments go. The only reason that they hopped on the call, well, not the only reason, because we force people to jump on a call so that we know they're not just going to sign up and be like, yeah, I want to lose all the weight in the world. Um, the thing is they jump on, they go, oh, this was just really a vibe check for me just to make sure that you were who you say that you are on TikTok and all the shit. And it really surprises people when I'm the exact same person from the podcast to speaking to someone in the street to fucking doing professional stuff. I don't know, insert professional stuff here. I don't do much of that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was just a little tangent for me because I think it's just really weird that like it must be pretty prevalent 
for people to not be who they personify on TikTok, Instagram, social media, just in general. And for me, that's really odd. I don't know why. Like I, I am me and I'm always going to change, but I'm always going to be at heart who I am. Like something I said to a client fucking ages ago is that my soul is always going to remain the same, but my skill set is going to expand. So how I, for me, how I present that skill set is going to be basically wrapped in a way that is my soul and personality and all this stuff. And I'm getting spiritual or anything, but it's the easiest way I can describe me and my mind and who I am. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just a weird thing, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, uh, technological advancement revolutionary for humans and in the past 55 years we've gone from landing on the moon to now I'm, I'm sure you already know this or have heard of this but our smartphones have more speed capacity and are better they're better computers than the computers that they had to initially put a man on the moon the reason i'm telling you that is because yes most of the shit that you've learned from probably previous trainers in your upbringing is out of date like all fuck the other reason that i'm saying that is because the things that we used to do for weight loss are probably out of date now because we also have, like, I remember it, I mean, I was about to say two different things then, but I'll say the two different things. First off, my childhood, I'm 30 this year. And I mean, for first thing on being 30, for some reason, I, I know why, but a lot of people are like, oh, it's all downhill from here. I'm like, the fuck it is. <laughs> 30s where I hit my stride, thank you very much. And the second thing is I'm only 30. Only 30. And I remember playing in the driveway and outside until the streetlights came on. And for a lot of people, that's not a thing that they used to do. Or if you're outside where the streetlights come on, now it's like, oh, yeah, they must be like smoking or vaping or doing some sort of naughtiness but i remember having a fucking a stick and a stone and just like an empty lot whatever the fuck it was it was just like yeah i'm just gonna make do with all this my creation my creativity imagination all of that that's pretty much where it all started me as a kid coming up with whatever the fuck i was gonna come up with to be like oh yeah we'll make a base over here and just like draw a line in the sand and then you just like build up some rocks and you're like nah these are massive castles so if you want to come into my base, you're going to have to like let the thing down and then you just start drawing shit in the sand and then it would just be, it would just turn into this massive thing. And when you get home, it was just like trying to retell that story. It was just fucking hilarious because like, no, they came into my base and it was like this and it was super cool. But then they took down the dragon when realistically we're just running around fucking yelling at each other and stuff. But I didn't start playing, what was it? I think RuneScape was my first Thing that I actually started playing as like a proper video game until I was in year six. So 2006, I found it. And then sort of 2007, eight, it was like, holy shit, this is all I'm going to do. So then the video games entered the equation and then technology got a hell of a lot better. And then things were just awesome. Couple that with the fact we didn't have money growing up. So we were very poor. So the things that we got, like I got a Tamagotchi Kept that thing alive for ages. Well, I didn't really. I actually had to use, get my brother to help me out for that one. But the difference between growing up in the, in the streets, not in the fucking streets, growing up playing outside with a stick or pretending to read a book and then that was like whatever was happening for all of your friends that were around you, throwing stones at each other and then obviously one of them hits you and you go, what the fuck, why did you throw a stone at me? That's a whole thing. But growing up with basically nothing but go outside and play to now when I'm bored, 
like we've got virtual reality that we can play with. I don't have that, but the games that I play are so fucking realistic. The graphics, all this stuff, it's all amazing. And I can talk with my friends online and it's just seamless. Like, hey, do you like quick message? You want to jump on? Yep. Boom. Voice chat, playing a game, done, sorted. Don't have to leave the house. Don't do anything. We're just now conversing and all that stuff. So times have changed definitely a hell of a lot. But with that, I also need you to know that the things that you think that you know when it comes to living healthy and just improving yourself as a person and or losing weight, they have changed as well. The only thing that hasn't really changed for a lot of us is your mindset or your belief systems. I feel very fortunate for the fact that I am in an industry where if you don't learn, if you don't keep upskilling, you fall behind like all hell. So having to constantly learn and adapt and upskill and do all these things, I feel like has been very helpful for me in becoming a better person because I can't just learn one thing and then go, yep, cool, this is it. I mean, some people try to fucking do it with their, with their like done for you programs and they're just do this meal plan. But, you know, if that's for you, then fantastic. But you know, quick on that. If you're a personal trainer or nutritionist or whatever, just if you're a coach in some sort of capacity, you will never earn like recurring passive income. You, you just won't. Even people who have set programs that earn like $3 million a year that do all this stuff, they still have to go to board meetings. They still have to run their ads. They still have to see some clients. They still have to talk. Like you've still got to do all the shit. So this passive income idea is fucking stupid. And in order to earn that passive income, you still have to do the work to sell it, to market it, to get it out there to the world, run ads or do whatever the fuck to get it out there to continue to make money. You have to continuously improve and adapt and do that. So it's good to have those things so that you can have less, I suppose, hands-on time so you can work on the business instead of in it. But if you're doing this to be like, I'm just going to make this program and have it on my website and people are going to pay a lot of money to do it, they won't. I guarantee you that they won't. And passive income, not going to fucking work. Because who's going to buy something from someone who has gone like, oh, I've retired. I'm not taking care of this program anymore. I'm not going to do it. Any hoosies. So, uh, fun fact for you. By the time that we learn and hear about the latest in like scientific research papers for what does this diet do? What's going to be best for you? How does this interact for weight loss? What's important for this? There's already something new that's being discovered that will most likely make that thing redundant or be an updated research paper for that i think we're about eight years behind i can't remember i heard it on a podcast somewhere someone that was working in research and basically knowing things was eight years behind the things that we are currently learning for university and textbooks and stuff it's about eight years behind so by the time that we get into the field it's like oh we don't do it like that oh we do this is this differently because this came out last year so now we've adapted this so just know that the things that we're learning now we're eight years behind. So something right now today has been discovered that has most likely made that thing that we're learning or doing redundant. Does it make it pointless for us to continue doing what we're doing? No, because that's the most, that is the best educated guess that we have right now for what is going to be best for you in order to do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. It doesn't make it pointless. It doesn't make it redundant of like, well, what's the point in learning if there's more stuff coming out? It's because the more that you learn, the more that you will be able to have an adaptable brain, mindset, personality. don't know. I've always said that your best ability is your adaptability. And it's because you could do one thing and be awesome at one thing. But as soon as that becomes threatened in some sort of capacity, 
we freak the fuck out. When, when I have clients that are signing up and I go, yep, you're going to eat this many calories. And they go, I've never eaten that many in my life. I go, well, you're about to. There's about to be a first time for everything. And obviously we have a chat about it. And I'm not fucking forcing people to be uncomfortable with what they're doing. Like I do want them to be uncomfortable, but I'm not forcing them to be like, hey, this is going to fucking suck and you're going to do it forever. Having that chat with them to break down why they think that it's too many calories or why this and that, obviously most of that comes from the programs that they've done, but it's challenging the belief systems that they have. That is the big thing that I want to do for the program and for anything social media, any sort of content that I've put out. The unfortunate thing about that is it's not sexy and it's very hard to make it sexy because I am not a sexy man. I can't really put up a video of me working out and then just have like a seven second thing of like, oh, I work out like this caption. And then people go read it if they're on Instagram or on TikTok. I can't exactly put up a one minute, two minute mic'd up session because I don't look impressive. I'm not impressive. I don't move impressive weights. I don't do things out of the ordinary. I do ordinary things. And that these days feels like it's fucking extraordinary because everyone's looking for the extraordinary, but they feel like they're getting it and it's very underwhelming. So at the moment, doing the ordinary feels extraordinary because everyone else out there is trying to be extraordinary and they're forgetting where the fuck their foundations come from in the first place. And that's by mastering all of the shit that it's going to take for you to be able to live the life that you want to live, learn the things that you want to learn and just do and be the person that you want to be. That's all it takes. You master the foundations, you become fucking excellent at them. Once you're good at them, then you can expand out and do another thing. You can try to do them all at once, but trust me, it takes fucking ages and I wouldn't recommend it because I tried to do it and it sucked. It sucked so much. But any hoosies. When you're figuring out where the fuck I want to start this from, when you're trying or starting to try to lose weight, let's start with that. When you're trying to lose weight or you initially begin to start to take the steps to eat healthier, go to the gym or move out or do home workouts, whatever it's going to be, increase your step count. When you go to do those things, of course, you're going to start with what you know, which is the basics of whatever. And I know that every person out there on social media has been yelling at you. It's being a calorie deficit. It's move more and eat less. Yeah, that's the massive umbrella term that we're trying to get you. But how you're going to achieve that is going to be unique for yourself. And how you sustain it is going to be even more unique based on yourself, your lifestyle factors, responsibilities, all that shit. But starting with the basics, almost no one is willing to try something new. Like they think they've got it sorted, that they know what they're doing and they know how to lose weight, but you probably know how to lose weight for an outdated time period in human history, or you know how to lose weight for a different time in your own life, different responsibilities, kids, different career, different partner, Maybe you've got a partner now. Maybe you had a partner and now you're single. Maybe you've moved away. Maybe there's like a whole fucking new version of yourself and lifestyle and everything that you're now living, but you're still you. So it doesn't feel very different, but you're just you. Compared to five years ago, you, that may have been incredibly different to where you are now. So if you go to do those things that you've done or that you believe in or that you think that you know, then you're going to continuously be the exact same person that you are right now. And for me, that scares the fuck out of me. If I were to stay exactly as I am right now, I'm like, yeah, you know, decent life. I like it. Pretty happy. 
and everything that's going on, I wouldn't be mad about this. But would it make me happy if I had to stay exactly the same as I am right now? Probably not. It would probably annoy the shit out of me. And for those of you that know me, it's sitting, sitting still, first off, just like a general sense, sitting still. Like I could be good at that, but my mental health would fucking suffer. And having a nine to five just doesn't work for me. I do enjoy, I enjoy thinking about the simplicity of a nine to five. I like just go to work, show up, do stuff, and then go home, play video games or go to the gym or do this. Like the simplicity of it really draws me in sometimes. And I wouldn't have to think, I wouldn't have to do stuff. It would just be alarm goes off at this time. I wake up, I do this stuff, go to the, go to the gym, go to work, do whatever. And then when I come home, free time, do whatever I want, have a weekend, do this stuff. Like the simplicity of it really draws me in because it can be extremely simple. And when it was extremely simple, it was easy as fuck. And yeah, the life that I'm living at the moment, I wouldn't change that for anything because it's, it's easy, but difficult. It's difficult to figure out where the fuck I'm going because I don't know, because I don't know anyone in my family or immediate friend group that is doing what I'm doing. So I can learn from other people online. I can learn from mentors. I can hire business coaches. I can do all that stuff. But having to live the day-to-day stuff, I feel like is very different in a sense because this is Monday and Mondays are my quote-unquote day off where I catch up on emails, podcasts, write an email. Um, I write the book. I film a whole bunch of TikToks usually and I just do whatever I want to do because work doesn't feel like work. It just feels like this is what I would want to do. It doesn't matter if I work on a Sunday because it's like, that's what I want to do. So doing that is fun. I'm working a hell of a lot more than if I did do a normal nine to five, but it just feels right. So, and in order to do that, I'm going to go full circle with this. I can turn this into a lesson because fuck me. That's what I'm, I'm adaptable, right? Best ability is adaptability. To go full circle with that is if I were a nine to five, I wouldn't have learned all the things to become the person that I am now, obviously. But I learned that about myself, going to therapy, doing these things, doing the nine to fives, doing that same thing of the nine to fives was boring as shit. And I didn't want to do it. If there was no career advancement, if there was no nothing, it, it felt annoying. So that's why the simplicity of it draws me in sometimes because doing all this shit, I'd constantly have to be on. And in the nine to five, I could switch off. But considering I was spending a third of my life at that job and probably a little bit more, it didn't feel worth it to me. Doing all the nine to fives, getting the basic income coming in, the stability, the whatever the fuck, I hated all of them. And, you know, they were the exact same thing wrapped in different brands. Sometimes it was seven to three and I'd be working and I'd be a chippy. I'd be a builder. Sometimes it was seven to three and I was a maintenance man. Sometimes it would be like four till 11 and I would manage a pizza shop. It would be eight till five and I'd be a real estate agent. I've done so many different jobs and hated all of them because they all had the exact same underlying thing. The simplicity was good, but it was too simple. And, you know, real estate, yes, I could have made a bit of money in that for the commissions and doing all that stuff, but it it felt very similar for everything. And when I realized that that was not what I wanted or to do the things that I was constantly being told that I had to do, I fucking hated it and I rebelled. So I knew that the only thing that I liked at that time was personal training and being fit and active and going to the gym. And when I was 
because I went to university to be a personal trainer. And when I came back, got certified and did all that stuff. So when I came back, short story, finished university. Oh my God, finished high school. And when I finished high school, like careers counselor was like, oh, you should go do cert four in fitness to be personal trainer. Cause the only thing that you've smiled at today has been something to do with sports. So why the fuck not do that? And then a bachelor's of whatever. So I was like, yeah, fine. It gives me something to do. Uh, took a gap year, went to go live in Canada. I ran out of money, came back. And when I did come back, I earned a little bit of money and decided to basically, well, not decided to, it was off the back of a mental breakdown of me trying to not be here anymore. Uh, went to go live with my dad and then found a job. That was fun because quick promotion, it was a reception of all things, but quick promotion, quick responsibilities, had to help build out a whole team. Like all of it was awesome. And then it hit the simplicity of go here, do this. You manage this role, you do this. And I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was fun. But then I was like, oh, I want to do something else because I'd learned all the things I'd done all the stuff. And right there, it was sort of like, do you want to go on to salary? It's like, fuck no, I don't want to go on salary because I'm doing like 60 hours a week and I'm a casual worker. So I'll stay that. Thank you very much. Uh, went to university, got qualified, came out, and it was a whole thing. Obviously, now we're here. So, long story short for you. Um, I can't even remember where the fuck I got on that. But I lost my entire train of thought there. Wow. Can't even remember where I was. Anywho, I'm just going to start again. And then if I remember where I was, I'll come back to it. So, doing all the things that I had to do, to become the person that I am now, like learning all of those things. I think this is the point I was trying to make. Doing all the things through those nine to fives, they were the exact same thing, fucking hated them all, became a personal trainer. That's where I learned what I wanted. I did all the things and realized it wasn't what I wanted. So I had to force the issue to be someone else, to do something else. And personal training was like, it was fun. I was engaging with people. I was getting up early. I was getting paid to be fit, which is the typical calling card of like, oh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And quickly ran into the brick wall of, I don't know what to do to run a business. I don't know how to get more clients. I don't know how to do all of this stuff. And then I had to learn. And then, okay, well, how do I do this? And how do I turn it into a career? I can't do 14 hour days all the time because now I'm, now I've got a partner. What happens then? And then that became a whole thing. <clears throat> so being a business owner, very fun, uh, but incredibly taxing. I do not, it is not for the faint of heart especially if you're doing personal training and health and fitness. If you are not in this for the right reasons, it's going to fucking suck. If you're here just to make money, probably going to suck and you're probably going to burn out in the first year, just to let you know. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think like 90% of personal trainers don't make it past the first year because they're just like, oh no, it's much harder than I thought, um, which it is, fucking sucks. So the, the thing of like the adaptability, I'm going to, I'm going to, touch on that one the thing of the adaptability of everything that you know is not what you know my god let me say that whole thing again everything that you think you know is outdated so we have to challenge that it doesn't mean that you know nothing and there's no point in going on and that it's all redundant and it's fucking pointless what it does mean though is that it's going to be fun to learn and to get started with some new things it's going to be uncomfortable but if you constantly have the mindset of i don't know what this is and like the anxiety mindset of I don't know what this is. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just going to do what I've always done. Then you're going to get what you've always gotten. That famous quote, you're always going to get the exact same thing by doing the exact same thing that you've always done. And if you are not happy with where you are in life right now, there's a good chance that you're still doing the exact same things that you've always done because it's comfortable because leaving your comfort zone 
is fucking frightening. But for me, what's more frightening is staying exactly as I am now and not improving. And if I was the exact same person in 10 years time with the exact same surroundings, same job, same everything, I'd probably not be happy because I would look at that as, holy shit, I had 10 years to change and improve things. What have I done about it? I've done nothing. And, you know, there could be medical issues. There could be whatever. I'm not going to fucking put all of that on me, but there could be whatever that pops up that is a pain in the ass and an annoyance. And if I were the same that I am now in 10 years with all of those potential drawbacks, yeah, that'd be a fucking win. But then it would also become all of these things got taken away from me and my adaptability had to come in and I had to figure out a new way to do all these things. So in 10 years from now, I'll still be a very different person because drawbacks have happened and I've had to adapt and overcome them. And even though I might be in the same situation, I might be a different person from all the different things that I've learned. But you as you are now, if you don't do anything about that, if you love being in the comfort zone and it being all perfectly curated and you, because that's what we do, we perfectly curate the comfort zone so that we don't ever have to leave it. And then when we have to leave it, we complain, but then we also complain that we're where we are in life and things aren't going the way that we thought. It's like, well, things aren't going any way that you thought because you're sitting still, you're doing the exact same thing that you are. You're not going to learn anything. You will be the exact same person. And that scares the shit out of me. And it scares the shit out of a lot of clients that I've spoken to as well to be like, well, if you keep doing this, what happens in one year time? What happens in five years time? If you keep doing the exact same shit, it's like, well, nothing will improve and I'll be the exact same that I am now. And if that doesn't scare the shit out of you, then congratulations, you're in a better spot than most of us. But it should, it should be enough to be like, okay, well, let's figure this out. Let's get this going. And if it doesn't scare the shit out of you and you're like, oh no, I'll be pretty content. You're probably doing better in life than you think. but you know, we can always improve. But for me, that just scares the shit out of me. And I don't know what it would look like if I didn't improve. Well, I do. And uh, it's fucking horrible, <laughs> which is probably why I'm so into uh, improvement. But anywho. Uh, yeah. So if we keep relying on what we think that we know now, we can never improve. It doesn't lead us to new discoveries or, you know, realizations. It, it just causes us to be here forever. And that sucks. So what you think that you know, I would do everything in your power to challenge that. It's going to be your belief system. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to be uncomfortable. But we're going to need to do something different for you to be able to change. And I don't want you to keep doing the same things that you've always done and basically paying for the exact same thing with different branding. I don't want that for you. So what you know doesn't matter what you do and how you adapt and the choices that you make to improve yourself or to not improve yourself, they're still choices. If you, if you don't make a decision, what is this? You make a decision or the decision makes you that one. I love that one because indecision is still a decision. If you don't make a decision, you're still making a decision to not make a decision. Maybe you're overwhelmed or frustrated or can't make the decision or you're frozen or whatever that indecision is a decision in itself. I know it's, it may not be the thing that you do, but I think I've spoken about this on a different podcast where like video games, if they give you a particular chat or a scene and it's like, hey, here are the four options that you have. And the person says like, yada, yada, yada. And then, then the chat box comes up with four different options. And then there's a little timer at the bottom. If you don't pick anything by the time that that timer runs out, it just picks something for you. And then that might be the wrong thing or like, fuck, I didn't want to do that. And then you have to go back and 
go to your save and do this and reload and do all that. The unfortunate thing at the moment uh, in life is we don't have a pause button. We don't have a save button. We don't have a whatever button. So the good thing is we've got more time than we think. That's the fun part of it. Making those decisions is important. Not making those decisions is still a decision in itself. If you choose to not get up in the morning to go to the gym, if you choose to not track calories, if you choose to track calories, if you choose to, well, I'm just going to give it a week because you know I'm not sure how I feel about this, that's fine. But if that goes on for the next week and the week after that and you keep procrastinating and keep doing those things, you are actively choosing to not improve your life. It may feel like you're procrastinating or waiting for this moment or doing something for the fucking stars to align, whatever it's going to be. You are actively choosing to not do something about your life right now. And obviously take this with a grain of salt for whatever your personal circumstances are and your life is, but not making a decision is just as good or bad as making a decision. I'm not going to say it's as good as making a decision because then you lose all control. And then you're like, oh my God, five years later, how did all this happen? It's like, Cause you didn't fucking do anything about it. That's how it happened. Uh, so yeah. Need to forget what you know. That was the point of this whole podcast. <laughs> when we have people coming on, they think that they know what they need to do to lose weight. But the things that they're doing to lose weight are either outdated or from a different time in human history or from a different time in their life. Different responsibilities, lifestyle, career, kids, partner, location of fucking where you live, whatever. The things that you think that you need to do are not what you actually need to do. Because you've most likely, like, just think about where you've learned all of that shit from. And if you're taking action on all of that stuff, one thing that I commonly have to say to clients, particularly for in relation to their mums, when it comes to weight loss or your body image or anything for you being comfortable in your skin and having a life that you want to be living, would you take your mum's advice if she weren't your mum? Would you take your parents' advice? <clears throat> My God. Would you take your parents' advice? Would you take your brother's advice, your sister's advice, your cousin, uncle, whatever? Anybody that would be at a family barbecue, if you met them on the street or were having a consultation with them for whatever, for whatever you were wanting to do in life, would you pay them for that? Would you take their advice for that? If they were a stranger and said, yep, basically here's my quick resume of what I've done, does that match up with what you want in life and the things that you've done? Like, and put their life experience and all that shit on there for the things that they've personally gone through, not just like a fucking uni course, but would you take that advice from that person? Probably not. Most of the time, people would not take their parents' advice of how to run a business, of how to lose weight, of how to do these things. If their parents or family, whatever, were entrepreneurs, if they were successful business owners, if they were personal trainers, if they were nutritionists, if they were whatever, then yeah, you would probably take their advice. But if you're taking the weight loss advice from someone who has always had a bad relationship with food, who, I don't know, worked at a post office or was a receptionist or was a whatever, and they don't have anything that they've really done for learning nutrition or movement or anything with weight loss, I'm trying so hard to stay on track here, for anything with weight loss, they've only done a few programs. I wouldn't go to an F45 and go, hey, clients, uh, I really want to lose weight. Can someone who's done the program 
uh, for at least six months or has done at least six different programs, can you raise your hand? Because I want to pay you a lot of money to uh, learn from you. They wouldn't make much fucking sense. The only reason that we typically listen to people is because of blood is because that sounded a hell of a lot more ominous than it needed to be is because of family ties or relationships. That's why people go to see therapists who are usually like further away than where they live. That's why people hire people like myself and then open up to me in ways that they've never opened up to their partners or family or even themselves because I'm a stranger asking the right questions, but I do have that stranger type of thing. So I feel more like a professional and I feel more like a safe sort of blanket to talk to people, a safe source to be able to let all this shit out and go, well, you know, you're not going to run into my brother next week and tell him all the shit that you've gone through. I mean, even if I did know your brother, I can't tell any of that stuff because of client privilege, but it has that degree of separation. And unfortunately, we don't really test that degree with ourselves. So yeah, always learn. Don't rely on what you know. Sometimes obviously rely on what you know to drive a car, for example. But if it comes to improving your life, start looking for different things. Start looking for other options, better options, healthier options, and just test what you think you know. Go out there and learn a whole bunch of shit because, yeah, I don't want you to stay stuck where you are in life. And I want you to live the life that you want. I want you to improve. I want you to get everything that you want. So I hope that helps in some way. I know it was a little bit of a ramble, but yeah, we know nothing. And for some reason, that really excites me. Any hoosies. Enjoy the rest of your week. Do all the stuff. Leave a review, five star, whatever. Click a thumbs up. I don't know where you listen to it or even what they look like. So do all the fun stuff. Rate us. uh, Leave a review. And yeah, we'll see you in the next one. And of course, if you If you liked all of this and you want to get coached by us, I keep forgetting to fucking do these call to actions, but if you want to get coached by us, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au. Obviously, it's all one word. Uh, Yeah, or link in bio, wherever. We've also got a free masterclass that's out in all of our link in bios as well, so you can check that out if you want to. Uh, Yeah, enjoy your week. Speak to you soon.